Anyways, um, I'm Kyle Lippincott with uh, Buckingstock News, um, along with Thor Smith. Uh, he's kind of the idea where everything came from. And uh, our guest today is going to be Jay Doherty with the ABBI. Um, hello, Jay. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on here. You bet. We're kind of excited. Uh, it's our first first episode, uh, so we're still kind of learning. So everyone's going to have to bear with us a little bit. You bet. But uh, this is kind of some questions for uh, people that maybe don't know you, Jay, or, or the ABBI. What uh, I know that you worked for the PBR beforehand, but what got you into the the Western industry as far as even starting with the PBR and then leading into the ABBI position? Yeah, so I kind of grew up in a in a rodeo family. My dad rode bareback horses, and my brother rode Bronx, and all my uncles rode Bronx, and just kind of grew up around my brother-in-law rope calves and bulldog, and I just has always been around it. I never really got too much into it till later on. I, you know, tried my hand at riding Bronx and didn't work out too much, but roped quite a bit. And I worked for the PRCA for quite a while, and then uh, just happened upon this job back in 2000 with the PBR. Um, so I was with, I've been with the PBR and the ABBI. This is my 20th year. So this is my fifth year with the ABBI, and the previous 15 years as a senior VP with uh, professional bull riders. But I've always been around it. Just uh, Never got too much into it from a competitive side. Just uh, guess I didn't have the ability. Heck yeah, Thor. He he rode bulls for for quite some time. And what circuit was that, Thor? Way out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I rode I rode bulls in the turquoise circuit. I spent a little bit of time in Texas and whatever, but those days are long gone. <laughs> now I guess we're all in the bull deal. But uh, in the bull deal. so I guess kind of kind of leading into this year and Thor you can chime in whenever um but uh since I know just kind of hearsay the ABBI had, had some ups and downs and and the main talk on the street I guess is you've kind of turned us around as far as an organization um but coming from you are are you happy excited about the direction that that the business is going or has went since you've taken over I mean, definitely excited about it. Each year, I get more excited about it, just because. I mean, I'm I'm goal oriented in that sense of trying to make things better every year, trying to make things different, um, more opportunity for everybody. But I think the honestly, the biggest thing with the ABBI was just uh, just really mismanaged for the most part. Um, the product was good. Um, the people, you guys, the members were were all there. It just needed uh, to kind of get buttoned up. Um, and get it kind of on the right track. And I think we've done that in the last five years. Um, things are pretty steady. Um, trying to, again, going back to providing those opportunities for you guys to to make as much money as you can for the time that you can with, and, and growing your breeding programs and, and trying to get more people involved. Um, but, yeah, definitely excited and always motivated each year to, to keep pushing forward and, and trying new things. So to expand on that, Jay, what is the ABBI's goal? Or what is your goal? Well, our, our, our main, as you guys know, we're a registry. Our baseline is, is a registry. We're the third largest registry in the country. Um, in order to feed that registry, though, we've got to have events. And for guys to, to give them the reason to pay that $50 and, and why are you doing that? Because, mo- I mean, we have about 1,800 to 2,000 members each year. But there's probably only 10% of those members that are actually competing so, so we're a registry, but I feel like the most of my time and most of my ideas and thoughts and, and goals are on the event side of the business to provide those opportunities for guys to win money. 
Um, you know, I'd like to get it to a point where that classic bulls win in half a million, you know, um, everything that we're trying mm-hmm. to do from, from the, from the competitive standpoint is to provide that opportunity and also understand that we also are running a business and to be able to pay for that opportunity. So, um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. Oh, for sure. Uh, but with that being said, now this is kind of an open-ended question, I guess, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way, but oh, nowadays it seems like the bull business, uh, and maybe you can even say the racehorse business or whatever. I'm not too familiar with that. But it's turned to a, uh, and I don't mean because the entry fees are high. I feel like they're pretty reasonable. But it's turned to the the breeder raises a calf and sells a calf, and then they're they're out of the picture as far as when it comes to the events. You're kind of geared toward a different market in a sense. I guess there's a few breeders that that seem to still play. Um, is the super stakes deal is that is that something that you've kind of brought back to life because well, it seems like it's it's disappeared to to pay back those breeders you know that that did create these areas. yeah and and you have to admit that that's kind of not had the same focus as the other side of the business on, on the event side but definitely that's been a co- topic of conversation to make sure that we're i want to try to do something different with that super stakes try to provide more opportunity for the for the older bulls, I think with those yearling bulls and the two-year-old bulls, there's a lot of monetary opportunities there. But what happens after their classic year? You know, what happens when they become a mature bull four, five, six years down the road? What can we do? Um, you know, just talking about even, I hate to say this in the sense of raising more things, but to, to raise the registration dues, five or 10 bucks, but to pay that back 100% back into a super stakes program that follows those cap crops from year to year. Um, for and, sure. and just being able to, to not for us as a company do anything with it, but for you guys as a members and a breeders to provide those opportunities. Cause right now it's pretty lacking. I don't know the exact number on it, but I, you know, I did, we did the payoffs after the finals for it. And, and it's nice for some of the guys to get a $1,400 check, but it needs to be bigger. It needs to have a bigger impact. We need to put more focus on that um, to be able to give back to those main breeders that, that are per, you know, producing those animals. Um, Did, again, need more uh, focus and, a, and a, a little different plan, but I think the idea itself is there. I think the AQHA had an incentive program that went on for quite a while, but I think they've recently disbanded that, um, stopped it for whatever reason. But we want to create something along those same lines, but in a bigger, bigger format, paying more um, and a little more more attention to it. Is there somewhere that the ABBI member can go to see the results of the Super Stakes? I've, I know I've entered it several times and I've never seen, I mean, I've never even heard of anybody getting paid. I know they have. Oh yeah. But. I mean, we posted on Facebook. Um, really that's most everything that we put is on Facebook and that was put on Facebook after we did it first part of the year, Thor. Um, I guess we can definitely get you that, but yeah, we've, we make those postings anytime, anytime that we're paying people in that type of regard, we always put it on, on, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, people don't really generally look at emails anymore. You know, we can push that kind of stuff on the email type deal, but Social media, that's not really anything we'd really want to post on Instagram. But, I mean, as a Facebook post, and it's still on there, you can go and check it out. And it just lists everybody, the, the original sire and dam breeders and, cool. and how much they got paid. I always thought that was a cool program. And, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a, I don't have a whole lot of cows, but I always entered a few of my calves in it every year. I just yeah. – yeah, I never – I guess I always missed it. Yeah. No, I mean, we it's, it's done always at the first of the year and always put out in the first of the year. Um, just like with everything with that social media stuff, it just keeps going down, down, down on the, on the deal on your Facebook feed. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is posted. But uh, 
if we could get more people involved to see a little bigger uptick for everybody, I think it would be uh, we can revamp it and get a little more spark in it. Well, maybe that'll be uh, be an article we can do because, like I was saying before I asked the question, I feel like that, that program has been there for a while, but it's it faded off in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in the last two or three years, I've kind of – I have – I seen the post, you know, with the with the people that got paid and and such, and maybe it's just something that needs to be brought back to light that it still even exists, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely it needs more attention to it. it. Needs to bring back some more attention. I think is the biggest thing. And when you talk about mature bulls in the maturity ma- the maturity class, uh, there's a few of those. Heck, it seemed like leading into Fort Worth, there was there was plenty of maturity bulls. You had to put them in the long round. To, to take the maturity bulls, which I think is I don't maybe a step in the in the right direction as far as them older bulls because in the past I know the maturity class has been pretty light and to see that right. there was that many entered was was pretty cool. No, it was very cool and I, and, and it worked out well in Fort Worth. Um, First event of the year for for you guys. Um, I know there's a couple co-sanctioned events and then that's a whole nother topic we probably need to get to, but, uh, seemed like the event went good. Uh, bulls buck plenty of entries, which is always promising. No, no, no. I thought the whole event overall, I think Thor, you were there Friday night. I came in Saturday night, but I mean, we filled the entire event in itself with, with ABBI bulls. So it, like I was talking earlier about being able to, to take all 38 or 39 maturity bulls and to, and to split them up. I thought that was a positive for everybody not having to, to limit that um ideally would have liked to have had a few more classics in there but i think overall it worked out the bulls were great um just the like everybody that runs into it the, the bull riders themselves it was it was wasn't very good in that sense and that's yeah, yeah. The, See, go ahead, i was i was there yeah i was there friday and saturday night and the bulls were amazing and the guys were you know they showed up and tried their best and i'm sure grateful that they did uh man there were some guys that got paid on on you know, one score out of four, and and that's great. You know, that's great for them. I'm glad that they they got it done. We sure need them. Um, but I, I, it seemed like the event ran really smooth. And and uh, what did the maturity pay? Do you remember, uh, Jay? Yeah, well, it paid a little over eight thousand for Fearless. Gotcha. Fearless ended up winning it. Yeah, a little check for a little over eight thousand. Um, that's awesome. Per second, thirty. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, Man, it the good. classic. Do you remember what it paid? Yeah, about ten two, a little over ten thousand for uh, bullseye, right? Yeah, bullseye. I didn't see that trip. Dennis I think it was Friday night. Yeah, Dennis he was he was on Friday and he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Hocus Pocus was second. Which it's always cool to see a bull that that you never heard of, don't know much about, come in and and beat the favorite like mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. You know, it's good for everybody. I love it. I really do. I mean, I love it when DNH wins. I mean, those guys are at the top of their game. But when those other guys can come in there and, and, and win an event like that, it just keeps everybody – I feel like it keeps everybody interested, keeps everybody – gives them the hope and, and, and to keep going and keep entering their bulls. For sure. It does uh, – puts a little discouragement in the guy when 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 you can't never get a check, you know. So it is good <laughs> when somebody else gets a little bit of it. Absolutely. But, and especially an event like Fort Worth, you know. I mean, that event has grown – and I mean, people look forward to Fort Worth every year. Enter, you know. I mean, that coming a few weeks before. I mean, that was the talk, Fort Worth. You know. So. Yeah. No, it's a good event. And, and talking with those guys, um, we're gonna try to do another event down there in the same venue in July, which we kind of need some events in July, and hoping to do like a do a, a Derby Classic 
mix to try to get some of them derby bull out because I don't I feel that's one thing that we're lacking is getting enough trips for them derby bulls because we are going to try to do that have a derby world champion this year in Vegas. So yeah, let's let's out. talk about that with with a little bit of the uh, kind of bounce around a little bit here, but I guess that's yeah, part yeah, of the podcast rolling with it. But um, so that's always been for as long as I can remember, it's always been a, you know, there's a three and a four year old in certain events have a three year old class and a four year old class. But at the end of the year, the big payouts, hundred thousand for the, you know, the finals champ, hundred thousand for the the world champ. It's three and four year olds together. It doesn't matter how old they are. So what, what kind of inspired that to have, you know, obviously them bulls can still compete if they want to, but to Mm -hmm. my understanding, if they move up, they they're a four-year-old for two years per se is that true that's correct not on our end i mean we're going to still keep it for only thing that i was going to eliminate on that deal was having not being able to double enter them threes in the those threes into that classic if you're going to come gotcha like in belton i'm going to mix the derby and the classic um you can't double enter your derby bowl into the derby and the classic you have to pick a class you can still go up i don't have we won't have any issues with that i'm just trying to eliminate that double entry as a whole but to be able to have, you know, you have a two-year-old champion, you have the have the classic champion, which ideally a lot of times is a fourth. Well, I mean, why don't we have a derby champion? Try to have a, you, you, have a classic. You got a yearling champ now. Yeah. yeah. So so why wouldn't we try to do that? Um, we're only going to have. I think we're still going back to the South Point with the Velocity Finals. Um, going to kind of they're going to limit how many bull riders they take on that end. I'm pretty sure they're only going to take eighty. So I, I just put out there, I want the top 40 Derby Bulls by money one um, eligible to compete for that, just like the other classes. Money can get in there, but uh, the overall Derby World Champion is going to be based off their 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 five scores through the finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, with with that being said, what's, what's going to happen with, like in 2018, I remember the spring fling, uh, Brian, for say um, – you had a derby class, but they bucked with a dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that going to be eliminated, or is that still going to count toward – they're still going to have events with a dummy? Well, we're not going to have any events with a dummy, and I know Border Town's not going to have any events with a dummy unless they can't get the bull riders, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Anything that I do that we're going to have a derby class with, I'm going to have bull riders on it. So gotcha. I've always wanted to do that. It was just always more of a matter of, you know – it is more expensive because yeah. you have to have the added money in the bullfighters, which is no problem. But my biggest worry all the time was, you know, can we get any bull riders to come? And and that was the biggest holdup and trying to do that dummy deal. I like the dummy deal from the sense of the competitive standpoints, the same, just like the fraternity class. But ideally, I'd love to be able to have bull riders on those three-year-old bulls. Everybody's kind of, you know, they're done with the, the dummy by then, and, and we need to have sure. riders on them. So everything for sure. we're going to try to have bull riders on them for sure. For sure. Um, something back, kind of going back with, uh, the co-sanction and things that you've done. Uh, there's some sales you've incorporated, some new, some new program, uh, fraternity systems, uh, the revolution. But one thing that's, that's been super noticeable that when you, you took over, you, you started co-sanction a bunch of these little associations, uh, the, the Western States, the blue collar, I think, uh, border town buckers mm-hmm. unlimited. Yep, yep. Um, has that been, do you see a positive result from that? I mean, are, are people across the country participating um, versus come having to come to Bryan, Texas from California? I think we still see the same thing in the sense of guys, when we're going to Bryan, we're still getting the, kind of the same wheelhouse of people. 
But I think my whole idea around being able to sanction events where they're bucking bulls with a dummy and having the same type of events that we were doing in the past, if they were an ABBI member with an ABBI registered animal, why wouldn't we try to figure out a way to, to include them? You know, why wouldn't we try mm-hmm. to figure out a way for them to be involved? Um, that's why I did that, the deal with the sanctioning bodies. Overall, for us, it's good. I think it's overall good for the, the member that has a good calf that's in, in Utah or wherever that they don't have to come clear to Brian because, as you guys know, nobody from Brian, Texas is going to go to Utah. So it mm-hmm. works both ways. But I think it's been positive for us. Um, it's been good for our business. It's been good for those people that want to try to come to Vegas. I take the top two calves from each association that wants to come and compete to, um, to Vegas as an incentive. Um, so I, I think it's been good. And then personally, I haven't heard any complaints about the sanctioning part of those events. Um, it's just provided, again, more opportunity around the around the country for people to do it. I think I do nine or ten different associations that we're sanctioned with now. None of them are yeah. being down by any means. That's, I mean, that's the biggest one for sure. But the Buckers Unlimited and, and Western States and, and Gold Coast, all those guys are, you know, they're contributing in their own ways, and, and, and we're going mm-hmm. to continue to do that. I know I'm just from experience, I'm a, I'm a big believer and, and supporter in the Buckers Unlimited. I think that, that they've been trying to do things right and, uh, yeah. and grow their association within their limits. And I know, you know, Lostro, he, he had a, this year, Cody, he had a bull that, that qualified and, and I mean, that bull finished in the top 10 in Vegas, you know, I mean, there's good yeah. bulls everywhere, but people are, are limited on their travel, you know? And I think yeah. that it's, those people are, are, uh, I don't want to say thankful, but but they're playing the opportunity that you've allowed them to play, doing something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. That's and that's what it was set for for sure. Yeah, I guess what I was getting at was with the the inaugural year of the yearling series uh, fraternity, the two year old series fraternity, the the yearling sale, uh, the first the first events. I guess this year would have, or eighteen would have been the second year of the uh, the yearling sale. Um, the revolution side pot events finally kicked off. Yep. Um, it, it was sure, it was sure cool seeing the, uh, you guys come together, created those kind of events, um, cost a little bit, but, but when you see a bull, like when we was at border town for the two year old finale and Chad Raymer's bull hadn't won oh, a check man. in the side pot all year to win 40,000. I mean, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, no. And, and, and me personally, I don't, I don't own bulls, but I, I would love to have been that opportunity to do so if that makes sense. So being, being able to provide that for everybody, um, I think was a positive. We're definitely coming back with that. We're going to do the, do the fraternity series. Actually that just went out on Facebook again today, how that's going to happen. It's going to be a mirror of what we did last year. Um, we'll do the yearling deal as well. Um, yeah, I think those have been positive. They had had no complaints about those at all. Trying to tweak a little bit, a few things, but there wasn't. I didn't think there was too much to tweak on it. But uh, having that hundred percent payback and, and able to do that was good. Um, that yearling sale. Um, I know you weren't there, Kyle Thor. Were you there in Vegas for that yearling sale? Not this year, no. No, it, it, we tried it last year. Um, it didn't quite pan out the way we wanted. Um, we kind of moved some things and made some changes from a personnel standpoint. Um, just trying to to mix it up and do something different, and man, it was it was really good um, for those guys that were there at the sale in Vegas at the South Point. It was a good electricity, and things were things were moving, and things were selling, and 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 it was a good opportunity. And again, we'll 
we're going to combine that yearling sale, not to jump around too much, but we're going to combine that elite yearling sale and the premier sale all together in one sale. And we'll do that on that, on that last Thursday. Uh, you said you were, you were going to uh, join it all together. Everybody will be in Vegas. I think that could be good too, because the, uh, it could, you know, the, the, the big bull guys, it seems like, you know, there's two different markets and it may bring everybody together as a whole too. So for sure, I just like the idea of that to be able to incorporate both of them in, in together, um, keep everything moving. Um, you know what it's like at them sales, you know, momentum's everything. And, and it really was good this year, but yeah, like I said, there's guys there looking for different things. Um, a buyer's going to be able to go from top to bottom and, and from, the, from the babies to the big bulls and be able to get it all done in one day. For sure. So, uh, I guess we kind of maybe ought to, uh, uh, wrap it up a little bit. Some, we've seen some posts on, on social changes for 2019. Um, the, the programs, the, the, the series that's going to be going on, we cover Fort Worth. Um, is there anything in, in the, the Derby change, you know, with the Derby world champion now, um, that that's coming in for 2019 that, that we haven't touched yet. No, I don't think so. We're still going to be doing basically the same things, but being able to designate that Derby World Champion will be the only real difference based off those scores. Like I said, it'll be the five five scores through the Velocity Finals in Vegas based on the top three money earners. You still there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah, yeah we, we made yeah. Some minor, minor changes for, for 2019, just a little bit of administrative stuff. I wanted to eliminate that $25 security and testing fee, um, just going to a flat production entry fee um, with everybody from, from the juniors all the way up to the maturities. Um, just trying to streamline some of that. Had a lot of talk on uh, changing the payoffs from one to every four, but or two one to every five, but everybody kind of wanted to stick with that one to four. Change those payoff, uh, the payoff percentages a little bit, like you've seen on that post. Just uh, trying to make that bottom a little bit pay a little better. Rob, Rob from Peter, mm-hmm. hey, Paul, if you could say it's still still all the same money. It's just it's going to pay a little different. Um, like on those side pots now from last year, that bottom hole paid three hundred. Now this year it's going to be double. It'll be six hundred. So that bottom hole out of twenty guys is going to double their little their their side pot entry fee back. So. I think it'll help. Every little thing that we try to do to make it better, I hope it's in the, in, in the positive. Um, doing away with the double entries. And then uh, we did lower the, the dummy to a what is considered right now a yearling dummy, the 15-pound dummy. Um, and, again, I hope that that's looked at it in a positive way. We're also going to try to uh, – I'm working with um, insurance, being able to get everybody um, a $10,000 mortality benefit. And I'm trying to get the down to where it's not too 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 big of a hit for for ten bucks. You know, if you lose a calf, we don't lose very many cattle at these events. But when you do, and you're unable to, uh, you lose that calf, and, and you can't do anything with them. For them to be able to write you a check for ten thousand, um, I would hope that they can see the benefit for paying ten bucks for that. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I that's definitely something outside the box. Uh, don't know that has that ever been done within the um, AGGI? No, not that I'm aware of. I think there was some some talk a long time ago about doing it, but I don't. I, you know, it's never never happened. It's never gotten done. JW has been really talking to me about it and pushing it, and 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 we've been 
moving forward to get it done. We're going to do something. I was hoping to have it, um, something in place by uh, Oklahoma City. We can implement it any time during the year. So I'm just trying to get it all getting it all buttoned up and trying to get PBR involved actually to get those their, their bulls and stuff covered. So the more bulls we can get, the better deal we can get on it for, for a higher uh, benefit. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Thor, anything you think we ain't, haven't touched on? Well, I missed a little bit of it, but uh, where's the next ABBI event, Jay? Well, we've had, we'll have our classic in um, Oklahoma City, but our first event for everybody like we normally would do would be in Belton, March 15th and 16th. That'll be our moving the spring fling from Stephenville to Belton to that new building down there. It's a really nice facility. I don't know if you guys have been down there yet. We were the first event down there for them in August when we did the, the yearling um, series event. It's a big $27 million facility and it's a, it's a great facility and we're going to try to go there two or three times. Um, going to go to the new, it's not new, but new for us at NRS arena in Decatur. Mm-hmm. That'll be, that'll be a, um, one we go to a couple of times this year um, in May and in August. So trying so, to keep things as close as we can for, for most everybody that we have, but uh, yeah, Belton, Texas, March 15th will be the first one. March 15th, and it's yearlings, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and four-year-olds, or just yearlings, two-year-olds? What do you, no, what do you a bucket of yearlings. Yeah, I don't really want to bucket any yearlings until the, the first yearling ABBI standalone yearling event will be that 100% payback event we do at the Heritage. I'm um, okay. trying to get something different. We'll have a buy-in to hold your spot, and then you'll, you know, I'm hoping to get 180 to 200 yearlings, and we'll just buck them on Friday. So buck yearlings on Friday and buck two-year-olds on Saturday. So in Belton, it'll be two-year-olds and three-year-olds and four-year-olds. Yeah, and maturities. Yep, everything and, and maturities. Everything, awesome. everything but the yearling. I just say it's too early. I think to try. I, you know, I like that we were able to buck the yearlings and and that class is there because there's so many cats and so much opportunity. But I'm just hoping that you know, in the long run, we're not we're not hurting ourselves down the road. If you guys know what I mean, for that when they get to be threes and fours. But so I wanted to hold off as mo- as long as we could on those yearlings, and I think June's is 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 a good time too. For sure, for sure. Uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, you can maybe clarify a little bit because I know there's a little confusion. Uh, the American Heritage nomination has always been March fifteenth. Did that get moved to 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 June? Yeah, one thing we did that till to name it till after they were done at the Heritage to be able to give them a little bit more time. I'm I'm hoping again this is just a change to keep more people involved, and that's the only reason that I did it was to try to keep um keep those people paying in as much as longer and, and keeping them in longer, if that makes sense. That, that was okay. the only tweak to that. But yeah, I think that we we're going to start that this year. Perfect. Well, I, I know I, I had done something in, about the heritage and made a post about the, the nomination pay, payment in March. And I, I had somebody say, no, no, they changed it. I think it's not till June. And, uh, for, for the, the yearlings, you know, and, and I had, you know, we had to hear on the podcast, figured I would uh, clarify that up for everybody. You bet. You bet. So, heck yeah. All right, Jay. Well, uh, it was sure good to uh, to have you on, we, um, we Thor. I appreciate it. Nice to talk to you, Jay. You too, Thor. Um, you guys, anytime, you'd be, love to be on here, and hopefully we can keep some of this stuff cleared up. And uh, again, I appreciate all your guys' efforts that you're doing for this. I think it's a uh, positive for us and for you guys. And, and we appreciate it. Well, it's, it's something that, that me and Thor, we, we enjoy the bull business as a whole. And, 
it's not quite quite our living yet you know but uh it's something that we we want to do our little part to maybe help grow and uh uh, so it's it's something we enjoy too and then it's good getting to talk to guys like you to to talk about the big picture and, and what everything that the business is going in and uh we we appreciate you back in the buck and stock news and and vice versa and uh hopefully it'll be a good relationship for for a long time so, absolutely you bet all right well thanks jay we appreciate it thank you guys have a good night you bet thanks jay. you bet